Welcome to Flashback Tracks. Travel back in time each Friday to an era of big hair, leg warmers, and Walkmans. Far out. Veg out with some clips from Downtime Broadcasting's promotional audio cassette magazine from the 80s and 90s, right here on the World Wide Web. The following article, Management's Wicker Basket by Janet Ruth Fallon, is reprised with permission of Successful Meetings Magazine, copyright September 1988. Picnics are in, frequently replacing more traditional company gatherings, especially the December holiday party with its potential for alcohol-related problems. Annual events are an ideal occasion to demonstrate a commitment to employees and to instill a sense of team spirit. A picnic is the perfect vehicle for all this. It would seem that picnics are geared toward the well-being of employees, but they're actually of equal benefit to managers. It's a place where employees can meet the people who are only voices to them on the phone, says Marty Greenstein, whose company Enchanted Parties in Holbrook, New York, plans 80 to 100 picnics a year. The company ingratiates itself with this family of families theme, he says. It reinforces the concept that it's their big daddy. Gitano Sportswear Incorporated, based in New York City, held its first picnic in 1986 for 450 employees. The company had grown so much over the past three years, management decided it was time to give employees a pick-me-up, says Marie Palladino, Gitano's public relations and special events coordinator. A special twist made the picnic even more meaningful. Gitano was a corporate sponsor of the Muscular Dystrophy Association fundraising program, and picnic events allowed employees to gain points and prizes as a kickoff to their summer-long fundraising commitment. The total cost was less than twenty thousand dollars. Picnics don't cost as much as people think, says Palladino. It costs much more to put on a holiday party. Rodell Press in Emmaus, Pennsylvania, has been holding a picnic for at least 19 years, or at least as long as Clara O'Donnell, the company's travel and meeting director, has been there. Rodell has grown so much over the years. This is one of the few times that everyone can get together, she says. Rodell's 1987 clam bake attracted employees and family members, 1,300 guests in all. Starting at noon, the buffet was laid out and the festivities began. It cost approximately forty thousand dollars, O'Donnell says, and the key to it all is volunteers, getting people from with. Within the company to help you plan it is crucial. It makes people happy, says Ann Smith, formerly executive assistant for Hudson Corporation, a division of Nature's Bounty located in Bohemia, New York. Beginning around the first of January, says Smith, people start asking when the picnic's going to be. It makes them feel that the company is taking care of them. Hudson's yearly picnic attracts anywhere between three hundred and a thousand people, and the average cost ranges from fifteen to twenty-five thousand dollars. Once a run-of-the-mill poolside party, by 1987 it was held at a posh Long Island country club. Hudson's theory is that every employee is a guest and should be treated well, says Smith. Timing, as ever, is a major factor. Prime picnic season falls between early June and late September, but it's not unusual for picnics to be held as early as the first of spring and as late as mid-October. Public parks are the most popular location for picnics, although many are held on company property or nearby college campuses. The decision is usually budgetary, explains Greenstein, who estimates that a typical picnic costs between sixteen and twenty dollars per person. The least expensive option is a local park, but you should book it in January. Attendance will probably be good no matter what, but there are ways to ensure the best possible participation. Forming teams beforehand for certain events, for example, usually means team members will attend. Schedule the picnic for a work day, and employees will get a kick out of playing hooky. At Rodale, O'Donnell's crew sends sign-up sheets to each department for a tentative headcount early on. 
Also, it's a good idea to charge a few bucks, adds Greenstein. That way, those who say they're coming usually come, and you can always raffle it back. Many picnics are open to all members of an employee's family, though some include just spouses, excluding children. Gitanos was open to employees only. Nature's bounty employees could invite one guest but no children. If everyone was invited plus his or her family, Hudson couldn't afford to run the picnic the way it likes to, says Smith. Because elements of a picnic lend themselves to informality, guests are usually invited to dress down. Even high-level management gets into the spirit, donning T-shirts and jeans and munching egalitarian hot dogs. If you're just a regular employee, there's a little bit of peer pressure for you to show up, says Greenstein. But if you're in management, God help you if you don't show up, even for an appearance. Feeding the group, as always, depends on their tastes, but it's really best to stick to standard picnic fare. About ninety percent of my clients choose a traditional menu, says Greenstein. Sure, we can do quiche, but it really doesn't belong. Then it stops being a picnic and becomes a catered affair. Put your money into activities instead. That's what people remember. While he encourages constant activity, Greenstein doesn't promote softball games, which he thinks are too competitive. If people insist on it, I try to have them play softball in the morning to get it out of their systems. He says the. Games that work best can be fairly competitive, but more important, they're funny. Typical antics at his picnics include tricycle races and egg tosses. Those games appeal to the little kid and everyone. He says people have such a good time they nearly get hysterical laughing. These days, that euphoria is usually not because of alcohol. At least 50% of companies I know are not serving it now, says Greenstein. If the picnic is well planned, few people miss it. People drink beer when there's nothing else to do. Beer was served at the Gitano picnic, but people didn't get plowed because there was a lot of activity, says Paladino. And since we supplied buses, we didn't have to worry about anyone driving home. On that note, a lively picnic can sometimes result in an accident or mishap, but such injuries or damages are usually covered by the company's regular comp. Compensation coverage because the picnic is considered an extension of the workday. At Rodale, however, it's the caterer who carries the insurance because that's who leases the picnic grove. In any case, the corporate insurance company should be notified before the picnic to see if any special measures should be taken. Travel back in time with us next Friday as we share more clips from the 80s and 90s on another rad episode of Flashback Tracks, exclusively on Promo Corner. Time to bounce.